When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm here with the, well, I dare to say it, the future WBA super lightweight world champion, O'Hara Davis, while here in beautiful Dubai, beautiful skyline behind you. I mean, how are you feeling? Uh, I feel good, to be honest. I've been in Dubai for probably five days now, four or five days now, and um, since I received this news that I'm the mandatory challenger for the world title, what else on my mind is just getting back home and just getting to work, grafting putting my body through the worst intense camp I've ever had to make sure I get the victory. That's what's on my mind right now. And I can't wait to get back to England. Well, the news that you're talking about is uh, Roly Romero and Ishmael Barros are fighting for the vacant WBA 140-pound title. Uh, it's on Saturday night while we're out here in Dubai. Uh, you'll probably be watching it, I believe we spoke about it. It's on probably about 9 a.m. in the morning here in Dubai, Sunday morning, so no doubt you'll have a keen eye on that. But the news is that the winner of that fight has to fight you within 120 days, um, albeit no cuts and no not whatnot. Um, yeah, so that's the news you're talking about. So come by the summertime, you could be a world champion. How does that make you feel? Um, I feel very good about that. You know, I feel very good. But then again, I don't feel that good because I haven't won the fight yet. And I'm not going to feel good until the fight's come and gone and I've won. You know, I'm not, I'm not. I don't try to get a bit too big-headed and plan the future and all that stuff. It's what I've done before. I fought Taylor. You know, I had my whole boxing career planned. Um, it's, I'm gonna knock out this bum, do this, do that, and then this is gonna happen. Get the world title shot. And everything that I planned in my head never came to pass. And now I've just learned: don't get excited about anything. Stay level-headed. Don't celebrate because I've got the world title shot. That don't mean nothing. It only means something when I win the world title. That's when I can finally say, you know what, I've achieved it. Becoming a challenger for a world title, uh, it's not my goal. Becoming the world champion is my goal. We spoke about a little bit, well I mentioned it to you, that it's, it's, boxing's a funny old sport because before the Josh Taylor fight, you were knocking everybody out. There was big things said about Harold Davis, future world champion, but then obviously the loss against Josh Taylor. But you stayed in the wagon. People were still thinking that a loss is a loss. It doesn't matter. You, you'll still become world champion. And obviously the Jack Cattle, Jack Cattle loss. And then you sort of like, for lack of a better word, you sort of like disappeared. Oh, people forgot about O'Hara Davis for a little while. And um, you fought on in Dubai a couple of times. You fought on a couple of shows here in the UK. Did you feel a little bit after those two losses? Did you feel a little bit obviously? You said that on your own words that Eddie Hearn threw you under the bus as well. Did you feel like you were disrespected after them two losses against Jack Carroll and Josh Taylor? After those losses, everyone forgot about me. <laughs> you know, I was no longer spoken about in the boxing scenery. People thought that I retired. So when I announced the fight, they said, "You still fighting?" Before that, you're not. Before that, you're not boxing no more. And not just that, a lot of my friends, a lot of people that I fought were my friends, a lot of people that was on the OD bandwagon. You know, my childhood friends, they used to phone me all the time and want to hang out with me all the time and celebrate with me and, you know, all of that stuff stopped. It stopped. And now that the world titles, I know, and while that was all going through, I used to celebrate with these guys, I used to speak to them, give them that time of day, give them my energy. 
And when it all stopped, I was like, wow. <laughs> like, just like that, my phone don't ring no more. When these people see me, it used to be, what's up? Mm. I was just like, you good? The vibe changed. And you know, I never took it to heart. I never took it to heart, but I just knew that if and when I get back there, I'm never gonna give them to the hype. Never let these people get close to me. And stay level-headed, I stay grounded. So like now, whenever title fight got announced, you know, that I'm the manager, my phone was popping off to this day. It's still popping off, going crazy. I don't text anyone back, I don't phone anyone back. Just me, my, just me and my small team, Will Jones, my coaches, and you know, my brothers, you know, my small circle. Uh, this is this this is this is how I'm this is how I'm gonna be from now on. But yeah, people they did forget all about me in the boxing scenery. People thought that I retired and they said it was a matchroom curse. When you leave matchroom, your boxing career is finished and you know this happened and this happened. All these done. Now I'm back now. I'm back and I'm and I'm coming. You know I don't want to see all those people that said oh these finished. I don't want to see these. I don't want to see these guys jumping on the old bandwagon. When you see me outside, don't ask me for no picture don't don't ask me for nothing you leave me alone you guys didn't believe in me and now I'm doing this by myself I believed in me when no one else believed in me I believed in me I don't want no one coming to me saying we always believed in you even after you got thrown under the bus we believed in you it's all bullshit no one believed in me just me and my family no one else believed in me and you know we're doing this by ourselves small circle this is team OD about seven or eight of us no one else well, you can ask you, obviously, after them two losses that I mentioned, and obviously falling by the wayside a little bit, and you you, you mentioned yourself there that you were forgotten about, do you, do, do you feel in your heart of hearts, or in an honest answer, in your heart of hearts, did you ever feel like this world title shot would ever come? I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got to a point where I was so inactive, you know, so much politics in boxing, It was. I was so inactive, you know, I thought... Is it ever gonna come? I was ranked at number two, or number three, or I was ranked high up in the WBA for a number of years now. I was meant to fight Ishmael Barroso in Dubai, mm -hmm. uh, I think 2021, and he pulled out the fight. He made an excuse, I can't get into the country because of my passport. Just say that you didn't have a good camp and you don't want to fight. You ain't got to lie about the passport. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I fought some other guy instead. And he's just like, I, I, I didn't know where my boxing career was. Heading. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't know, but I knew that I've got the skills and the talent to get to the top. And I know that when I'm focused, I can be a dangerous fighter. And you know, I thought maybe I picked up my focus too late. Maybe if I was this focused at the start of my boxing career, I would have been a bit more further. And if I didn't say certain stuff over social media, didn't say such a few stupid things, maybe I'd be a lot further. But you know, these are. This is part of. It's part of learning. Is a part of age, and I was, I was young. Not only young in age, young in experience. I was, I saw the lights, cameras, action, and I was very excited about it. You know, but a lot of fans don't really wanna, um, they don't really wanna, they don't really wanna understand that. They look at you as a dog. He said this. He's a bad person. He said that. He's a prick. Sometimes just understand. This guy's come from a, a hard life, a hard past. He wasn't raised like some of, like some other people were raised. He's, you know, seeing the lights come action and he's getting a bit too ahead of himself, it happens. But a lot of fans are not forgiven and, you know, they judge you. I forgot what the question was, but I'm just talking now. Just obviously in your heart, did you ever think that this heart, this world title uh, shot would come? Did I think it would come? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But then when the Lewis Ritson fight got announced, I was like, yes, I'm fighting Lewis Ritson now. You know, I win this fight, I get the world title shot. Uh, and you know that fight came along, and you know I, I weren't I weren't happy with the way that they dealt with that fight. They had me as the B-side fighter, 
I was the one ranked at number two, Lewis Ritson was ranked at number six. Why is it Ritson Davis? It should be Davis Ritson. Why is it in Newcastle? It should be in London. Why did they give me a little, small little, like, a small little room to go and get warmed up in? If you saw the room that I got warmed I up in, it. the room was tiny. It could, there was about six of us there, it could just about fit us there. Just about fit the six of us there. And so as I'm getting warmed, warmed up, I can't even move about. And then I saw in the pictures after the fight of the dressing room that they got changed in. It had beds there, sofa beds there, fucking tables, kettles, TV. It had a whole lot. It had, you know what I mean? It had a whole lot. And, you know, even I didn't trust them. I didn't trust those guys. I remember when he fought against, when he fought against Davis Jr., I think it was, uh, they knew what hotel he was in. Someone set off the, someone set off the fire alarm in a hotel at half three or half four in the morning and that affected this fight. It's what I've done the night before the fight. I went and bought myself another hotel under a different name. I went and slept there in a little budget ho in a little budget hotel up in Newcastle somewhere. I didn't trust no one. One thing one thing I did know is that there was no way I was gonna lose that fight. I trained so hard for that fight. I said anything can go against me. They can make me the beast fighter. They can put me in a little room. They can do what they wanna do. There ain't no way I'm losing a fight and I was there to win and I secured my world title shot. Well, I've almost seemed almost doom and gloom in this interview, but listen, the future's bright, OD. You've got your world title shot. You're facing the winner of Roly Romero and uh, Ishmael Barroso. But so, you, I said to you, 9am Dubai time it's going to be on. You're probably going to watch it. So in your eyes, who wins that one? The future's not bright until I win the world title. <laughs> but um, who wins? Probably Roly Rolando. But listen, Ishmael Barroso is not someone to be overlooked. You know, I was there when he fought Kevin Mitchell in the York Hall. I think it was, he fought Anthony Corella. He fought a good fight against him. Anthony Corella beat him on experience and on game plan. But when it comes to when it comes to punching output uh, and some other stuff, Ishmael Broso's not a he's he's not a contender to be overlooked. And he's yeah, he might be coming up to forty years old, but is he <laughs> mate, is he English forty or is he Mexican forty? They're both different. A lot of English fighters, mate, when they're 40 years old, they'd be living in a pub, so they age a lot faster. A lot, a lot of these Mexican, Venezuelan guys, these guys, they live in a gym. Mm. They ain't drinking, they ain't smoking, they live healthy all year round. So you can't compare English 40 to a Venezuelan 40. I don't care what anyone says about his age, he's still a dangerous fighter. And even though they got, I've got Roly as a favourite, I still know that there's a chance that um, he could lose the fight, but I expect him to win. And I think it'll be a great build up, me and me against Roly Rolando, you know, I think it'll be a great fight. Obviously, you, you spoke about how you, you, you've got a small team around you, you're, you're, you're more humble nowadays, but with Roly, do you think, do you think he'll bring out the old, a little bit of the old OD that we, we, we saw in the past, and I think that with the way he trash talks and the way he approaches the, the fight week, press conferences and weigh-ins and whatnot, if that, if, when that does come, across, uh, come around, can we see the old OD? I'm a different man now. I'm a, di I'm a different man to when I fought Dave Matthews, for example. When I fought Dave Matthews, I was I was I was young, inexperienced. I just wanted to be around the hype. That's not me no more. You know, there might be a bit of trash talk, but it's never going to be to the extent and the level of disrespect that I used to have. I don't care what this guy says about me outside the ring in a conference. He said this big wow, like come on, the fight happens in the ring. It don't matter what he says about me or you know you know I can I might be able to win that war of words, but it's about winning in the ring. And this is the mindset I've got now. You know, if you can have a conference, he can say what he wants to say. I know I'm working fucking hard. And when we get in that ring, he'll pay for everything he says about me.
because when I get in that ring, it ain't gonna be no joke now. And um, you know, this is how I used to be. Like when I thought Taylor, I spoke a lot. I, I spoke. Listen, I spoke more than him. And 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 look what happened in the fight. I got my ass whooped. So it don't matter. Without talking, shit don't matter. I might do it for the sake of entertainment because boxing is en boxing is entertainment, and the fans like this stuff. So I would do it to a certain level for the sake of entertainment. But you know, in my heart, I don't care about all that talking shit. The real fight happens in the ring, and you know, he'll get smoked. One final one for me, because I'm getting bitten like shit here from the, the mosquitoes. Um, obviously, you mentioned we've mentioned the Jack Carroll and, and Josh Taylor. You win this world title, the Regis Progres are out there. The Josh Taylor rematch is there. The Jack Carroll rematch is there. Teofimo Lopez is there. There's big, big names, and you'll have a target on your back with these big names. The 140-pound division is a, is a dangerous division to be in right now, and you'll have that target on your back. Like I said, are you excited about that? Are you? What's, what comes to mind when when I when I say that that you've got a target on your back? All these big names will be gunning for you. I'm not excited about that to be honest, because you know <laughs> uh, I can't look, I can't look beyond this fight. If I don't win this fight, there is no Taylor rematch, Catwell rematch, Pro Grays, the big money fights. These fights don't happen. Just like when I fought Taylor, like I said earlier, I fought Taylor, I had my whole boxing career planned. From that fact, I've learned I'm never doing that again. Before I fought, I fought Lewis Fritz and everyone saying he's a fan with him, they are, blah, blah. All I knew is it's a fight. I didn't even care about the final with him, they are. Listen, all I know was the fight. If I don't win this fight, the fact that it was a final eliminator doesn't mean anything if I don't win the fight. So the main focus, the only focus, needs to be on getting the win. And just for this fight, as far as I'm concerned, it's my last fight. As far as I'm concerned, just like when I fought, I fought Ritson, as far as I was concerned, that fight was my last fight. As far as I was concerned, I was never going to fight again. It was my last camp. When I was on that, when I was on that track and I'd done my last 800 metres, as far as I'm concerned, I'll never have to do it again. It's my last one. And I'm coming into the same mindset in this next camp. This camp's my last camp. After this fight, I'll win the fight. And then, you know, I'll see what the future holds. But I need to win the fight. That's my, that's my, that's my only aim, just to get the win. To be honest with you, sitting here talking to you on this lovely Dubai night, you, you, you seem to have got a mature, I'm going to be honest with you, a very, very mature head on, on your shoulders now, which is which is good to see. You are more humble. Uh, probably a small part of me would like to see this the, the old OD back at some stage, but we, you never know. We might see him if Roy Romero starts his uh, trash talking. But until then, listen, good to speak to you again. And, uh, on the other hand, guess what? I'm getting Dubai residency soon. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it lovely, the background in Dubai, you know, the weather, the energy, the vibe. I love the weather, I love the energy, I love the vibe. Um, I'm looking What's for... What's wrong with the English weather? Nah, English weather's too cold for me. You know, I've been living, I was born and raised there, and you know, <laughs> Dubai is the safest country in the world. Uh, you know, the people here, I just feel really good when I'm here. The only thing I can't do here, I can't do training camp here because there's a bit too many distractions, you know. There's the beach parties and the pool parties and the women. It's much more easier. To get sparring as well, you might not get the, the sparring that you need out here. And main thing, my coach is based in London, it's based in England, so I, you know, I've got to be in England for for camps. But you know, I'm looking to get residency in Dubai and to live here when I'm not in camp and when my boxing career is done. This is this is really where I want to be. And you know, my boxing and me getting this next win is going to help me achieve that. Good stuff, good stuff. Listen, OD, absolute pleasure. No doubt, I'll see you over the weekend and over this week in Dubai. But let's go and join everybody else that's behind us enjoying. Uh, some cocktails and lemonade and some strawberry ice cream. So let's go and enjoy them, man. And listen, well done on getting that uh, title fight, man. And uh, good luck when it comes. Thank you very much. Yes, Odie. Thank you, brother. Sports Social Podcast Network.